Hello and welcome to another episode of the Diet Obsessed Podcast. I am your host, Veronica Santarelli, and this is a podcast for those of us who are just obsessed with all things diet culture, and we like to discuss the details and mention it all. All right, let's get into the episode. So welcome to the very first episode of Craving More, my new subscription show. And thank you for everyone that joined me here and subscribed. I consider all of you my true BFFs. So I'm super excited to have this more private area to, you know, talk shit to. (laughs) No, but, you know, it'll be nice to be able to talk a little bit more freely here. I can mention names maybe or, you know, at least more details of uh, you know, some of the stories I've wanted to share, but maybe it's been a little too private to just put out there randomly into the public. But um, here behind a paywall, I feel so, so, so much safer and I feel amongst friends. So, so welcome and thank you. And let's get into it. So today I'm going to be doing a couple of rev- podcast reviews on uh, the topic of is Ozempic causing old face? Uh, and and just weight loss in general, struggle in general, uh, society, and and I'm going to be reviewing a couple of Taylor Strecker shows, one from her Patreon show, the Taylor Strecker show, and then one from Taste of Taylor, which is her free show. So I'll get into that in a second. First, I wanted to do just a quick little personal update. So I am freshly back from getting my Botox. Uh, I actually got a, a kind of knockoff of Botox. I forget the name of it, but... Uh, it's supposed to act faster and it's supposed to last maybe a little bit longer. So hopefully that is true. Um, I did go to the same place that honors this Groupon price. I get 40 units for $255. How amazing is that? And I really like this girl that I had today. I didn't have that older lady that bruised the hell out of me last time. Uh, I had this younger girl who seemed very proficient and she she actually could do some of the uh some of the areas that it really is more advanced and and some botox people don't do these areas like the neck bands and the little like i forget the i don't know the name of them but they're the muscles that like pull the sides of your mouth down like your jowl area so i was and i didn't get my neck done this time but i asked her if she did it and she does so i think i'm going to go back to her because the price this place gives me is so, so, so incredible. And, you know, I just, I, I need that discount at this time. I will eventually go back to my Allergan girl. But um, but this girl was great today. So I was super excited. I look like a crazy person after I get Botox because my skin, I get these mounds where the needle goes in. I'm very sensitive to it. So I, I try to plan my Botox when I have nothing else going on. Um, I did go into the dispensary today to do a little bit of work for my cannabis company, and I went in with no makeup, and I think I scared everybody around me. I I look a lot different without makeup on. Um, I'll never forget this guy that was like, whoa, he he used to only see me with makeup on, and then he was actually like sleeping on our couch for way too long. I finally had to kick this guy out, but anyway, when he started staying with us, this is when I had roommates back in Boston uh he he saw me this one night without makeup and he's like whoa he's like wow he's like you look really different without makeup huh and I was so insulted I'm like fuck you but I know I do I mean most women do right like if you don't have any makeup at all it is pretty my eyes are small and so my eyes just completely disappear if I don't have mascara on I don't have eyeliner or eyeshadow on so um so anyway so I, I try to keep my not that I need to please all society. I do go out more, more, a lot of days without makeup on, you know, but when I'm, when I'm at work, when I'm in front of colleagues, I do try to, you know, present a, a, a good, you know, a good face of makeup. Anyway, uh, so Botox is done. It's been over six months. So my eyes just droop like the, the eyelids like start to droop and my crow's feet were coming back. So I'm, I'm happy I did that. So that's done and it's been hard to, well, the last couple of weeks have been so insane, just trying to get used to this new schedule. Uh, so I started my side hustle and I know I mentioned it on the last episode, I was just in training 
And I didn't really want to talk about it then. And I also didn't really want to talk about it on the open podcast, but I will talk about it here. So my side hustle is actually going well. Uh, my first real good day I just had, and it it took me a little while to get um, to get good at, at this type of um, kind of interview process. So what I'm doing is I'm working for this company that it's a singles club. Um, it's a singles club, so it's it's for it's an event like it's basically like an event club for singles, uh, a private club for singles. And it throws events every day. Like there's a, a different event every single day. There's, um, there's locations all over the country, even internationally. And it's basically sets up really cool, fun events for people that are single who, you know, might be new to an area and want to make friends or, you know, want to have something to do with other single people that might be new to the area or, you know, people that just got out of a divorce and, you know, and, and all the friends went with the wife or the husband, you know, and, and suddenly this person has like no friend group anymore. And it's, it's a good place to meet new people, maybe date, find that special someone. And so, so I started doing that and I'm, you know, there, I, I feel lucky that everything that I've ever done in my life, I've always been really, really passionate about. So I am so passionate about the way that love can bring people together, can, uh, you know, expand your horizons, can make you a better version of yourself, can make you want to live life to the fullest. And so this is a place for people that, you know, might just want friends, but also maybe want to meet that special someone. And, uh, and so, so I basically interview people and, and sign them up and get paid for it. And, and I'm, I love, I'm always very fascinated by people in general. So especially when it comes to their love lives, I, anytime I meet someone new, I'm like, I pepper them with questions. Cause I'm just curious about, that's why I like reality TV so much. I'm just naturally curious about real people, you know, especially what they eat, <laughs> but also, you know, what they do for a living, who they, who they've dated, if they've had relationships, how those relationships were. Uh, so it's, it's going well. I'm really enjoying it, meeting great people. And so I'm liking it. And it's, it's nice cause I can do it from home and I can do other things like do this podcast and do other things that I'm working on. So it's, it's, it's fitting in well. It's just, it's definitely, it's, it's taking some time to get used to, you know, I'm working for, it's a full-time job. I'm working over 40 hours there, about 40 hours a week, and then also trying to do everything else that I'm doing. So it's a lot, but because it's from home and, you know, the, the real hectic thing was when I was flying back from the East Coast and I had to fly back on a Sunday and just start working right away on Monday. Um, you know, it's, it's, I'm, I'm used to having a lot more flexibility in my schedule and, really being able to call the shots with my schedule for the past eight years, basically. So it's, it's going to be a little bit different, but I feel like I can manage it. I do feel like I can manage it. So, so that's going well. Um, and I did successfully complete the dry January. Uh, it's now what today's February 2nd and I have not had a drink still. I was contemplating having one tonight, but I think I'm going to skip that and just wait till tomorrow. Um, so no, actually Saturday I'll have my first drink because we're going to a comedy show after I get out of work. And then on Sunday, so this company that I work for is throwing, uh, there's an event that's really cool. It's, it's like a fine art and wine festival. And so they want us to go and check out some events and you know, obviously I have a boyfriend. I'm not going to meet other single men, but I want to meet some of the other single women that are members and maybe make some new friends and uh, check out what it's all about and, you know, see more members and experience. You know, I think it'll help me do a better job of speaking to what the experiences are like. And so I'm bringing a couple of my girlfriends who are single. Hopefully that there'll be some great men for them there. Uh, cause they're on the dating apps and the dating apps, you know, I don't know if any of you have ever used the dating apps. I mean, I met Chad on the dating app, so it's not like they're all bad, but you know, I've, I've had to take breaks from the dating apps because it can get really demoralizing when you have guys that just want to hook up or nobody looks like their pictures or, you know, you think you're going to spark with somebody, but they can't hold a conversation and, you know, all those lovely things. So, uh, so both of these girls are bringing them and we're going to taste some wine and 
look at fine art and enjoy the sunshine in Arizona. So very, very, very excited for that. Uh, and I'm excited to have some wine <laughs> for sure. It's, you know, I, I, it, dry January actually was not that difficult for me, especially because I was on the East coast for the majority of it and around my mom who doesn't really drink that much. Uh, I mean, it was a little tough when I'd see her having a glass of wine at night and I'd want to just join her just to be social with her. But, um, but you know, it's not like I'm around strangers that I need to make conversation with, or, you know, I'm not like, it's not like I'm going out after a long day and need something to pet me up. But I think the hardest, the hardest day was when I came back from the East coast and I had that weekend with Chad and, you know, Chad's a big drinker. And usually we drink together. And so I had, you know, I went to work, I I worked till three that Saturday, and then we went right to play some night golf. And that was fun. But usually I'm like drinking on the golf course. And so this time I didn't, they did have a buffet, which I was starving by the time I got there. And usually I'm, usually a buffet is gross. Like usually there's ham, which I hate ham. They just usually buffets are like nasty, but this one actually had pasta a, a decent red sauce for a buffet. I was like, okay, uh, meatballs. Uh, there was some garlic bread and I plowed an entire plate of all of that delicious carbiness. My mouth's watering. Yum. Uh, I mean, it wasn't like fine dining. It was at, at literally a buffet at a golf course, but it actually was pretty good. I was, I was, I think maybe, I mean, everything's better when you're starving, right? <laughs> so, but, um, you know, because I couldn't drink, I'm like, I'm going to, tuck in a good little meal here. So that was good. And we played night golf, which was very challenging. I mean, if, if any of you are golfers, I'm pretty good actually when I'm, when I can see the ball and I can see where the hole is and I can see, you know, um, you know, the different slopes and water and potential pitfalls it can, it can land in. But this was really, I mean, the, the ball glowed in the dark so you could see the ball, but trying to connect with the ball, trying to putt it, it was, it was, it was interesting. It was fun, but it was, and it was Bob Brandy, myself and Chad, and we had a great time. So, so yeah, so this, but this weekend I'm going to be drinking. I'm not going to, I'm going to try to moderate myself. I am going to, uh, you know, try to be somewhat temperate in my approach to alcohol now and try to just cut down. I'm not going to, you know, go crazy and binge drink and blackout like I did last time I did dry January. <laughs> we'll try to monitor that. Um, all right. So, oh, the last thing I wanted to talk about was I finally ordered purple carrot. Now purple carrot is that, is that like meal kit service. It's vegan and I'm obviously not vegan. I'm not vegetarian, but I don't know. I, I, I always feel good when I'm eating whole foods and when I'm eating a lot of vegetables and I, and I, and Michelle, my friend Michelle gets purple carrot and she loves it. She made a couple meals for me. They were delicious. So I'm like, all right, let me try it. And so I ordered, so the first meal I cooked yesterday and it was this butter, it was this butter bean dish. It had butter beans and this like bulgur, this romesco sauce um, you sauteed some mushrooms and the, the butter beans in vegan butter. They gave me some garlic to saute that in. And then I put some basil on it. They gave me basil, uh, and there was, and then these zucchini strings. So they wanted me to not, I julienne them. They had these kind of flat, thin, uh, they prepared it like flat and thin, But I actually really like the julienne zucchini and you just squeezed a little bit of lemon juice with a little bit of salt. So it, it was, it was good. I, the thing I didn't like about it is I don't like beans. Like I just don't like the texture of beans. I like hummus. I'd like it if it's like blended up and smooth and creamy, but the, like biting into a bean, that mealy, soft, fibrous texture just does not appeal to me at all. I I tried to get down as many of them as I could, but I found I was like picking around the beans and, and without the beans, you really don't have any protein in that. And I'm big on getting lots of protein in now. So I don't know. So I, 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 what I'm going to try to do is pick meals that don't have beans in them. 
Uh, I have two meals left. I'm going to cook one tonight. One is a tempeh meal. Tempeh is also a vegan protein and it's got, it's like this buffalo tempeh dish. So that looks pretty good. And then there's this other one that I think it has like farro or it's a, it's a, it's a grain bowl again. Oh, green doll, D-A-L. There's all these words I've never heard before. They're all like these vegan proteins or vegetarian proteins. And so I, I will say I, the, the, the ingredients that they put in there, are, it's very flavorful. Uh, and so that's, that's good. I, that meal that I cooked, if I could have replaced the chicken, if I could have put chicken instead of the butter beans, it would have been really extra delicious. So I don't know, I'm going to try this week and then next week. And then I might just cancel this, the subscription and order HelloFresh again. Cause I, I do love having a, a meal kit delivery service where they just deliver all the food you need to cook because I like to cook. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel like, I don't know, like I'm doing something for myself and my man and, um, and you know, and, and I hate grocery shopping and yeah, it's just nice that it's all, you know, pre-measured and, and a lot of the HelloFresh, you just use one sheet pan to cook everything. So very convenient. So we'll, we'll see. I'll, I'll report on my next episode, the next two meals I eat, how they were and, uh, whether I'm going to continue or cancel it. So that's Purple Carrot. All right, so let's now get into my podcast reviews and the article I read from People that was about, is Ozempic causing old face? Now, that was a headline I could not resist, right? Uh, And I wanted to also review a couple of Taylor Strecker shows because Taylor is about to go on the semaglutides. So semaglutide is the compound that's in Ozempic. There's all kinds of different brand names for the semaglutide. There's Wagovi, there's Monjaro or Monjaro or something. And so, so, but Ozempic is a very specific brand, of course. And, and as you all know, who've been listening to me for a while, I am very all about anti-aging measures. Now, obviously I just went and got my Botox. Now, anti-aging is becoming a bad word, which I don't like because Aging is, you know, everybody ages differently depending on their genetics, how they live, what they consume, how much sun they, you know, how much, uh, how they, well they take care of their, their skin and their body and how much time they spend in the sun, how exposed to free radicals they are. There's all these different things that cause aging. And I don't think, I think to want to slow down the aging process Again, I think there's there's a way to look at it in in terms of it being a very superficial thing, and then there's there's ways to look at it that you can think, oh, a lot of disease comes with aging, and you know a lot of people get frail as they age. So when I talk about anti aging, it's it's actually both. It's I'm very superficial and very vain, and so I do I do take preventative measures to prevent skin sagging and I nourish myself with nutrient dense high you know good fats to nourish my skin from the inside out lots of omega-3s I want to start taking fish oils for for good skin and good hair and all those things like but also those those things like especially like fish oils and good fats and Mediterranean diet and all lots of avocado and olive oil all these things also have been shown to prevent disease and so, you know, and strengthen bones and, you know, all these things that we need to make sure we don't fall and break a hip or, you know, need, um, you know, need back surgery or knee surgery sooner than we might, we might normally need it if we didn't take care of our health. So I'm all about anti-aging measures and I'm proud to say that. So when I saw this whole isozempic causing old face, I'm like, fuck that. I would never do that if that's the case. I So I, I read this article thinking, my hypothesis was like, well, if it's causing rapid weight loss, most people lose weight in their face first. And I know I do. And so is it just that they're gaunt from weight loss, which is normal? Is it the rapid weight loss? Is there something about ozempic and semaglutides that is actually aging the face? 
So I wanted to read, first I wanted to get into the article from People. So it started out talking about this woman, Jennifer Berger, who's 41, and she had lost 20 pounds after being put on Ozempic from her doctor. She had, she wanted to lose, you know, that weight after pregnancy, but she said, then her face started to look extremely gaunt. She said, I remember looking in the mirror and it was like, I almost didn't recognize myself. She's like, my body looked great, but my face looked exhausted and old. And Dr. Oren Tepper, who's a New York-based plastic surgeon, he said that it's it's common for weight loss to deflate key areas in the face, which can result in a person looking more aged. Uh, he said when it comes to facial aging, fat is typically more friend than foe. He said weight loss may turn back your biological age, but it tends to turn your facial clock forward. This is exactly what I've always said. You know, pause on the article for a second. Uh, I've always said like, that's why I'm, you know, I'm not trying to get down to my lowest weight. I'm a good, like 15 pounds, you know, about probably vacillating between 15 to 20 pounds higher than my lowest weight. And that's because I don't want to look old and aged and, and gaunt and skeletal. And because that is what happens as you age. So I'm, I'm good with a, with some extra fat on my body, in my face. That's why I don't understand people wanting to lose it for like that last five to 10 pounds. Cause I, I, I agree. I think a lot of people that it's like my, like, I love my stepfather and he's so anal about his, about his weight. I'm like, George, I'm like, little fat is good. Like he's in his seventies. I'm like, little fat is good for us as we age, you know? And again, he, he, he looks gaunt when he, when he loses too much weight. I'm like, you, you, again, people look good a lot of times when they lose weight, if they've plumped up, but, um, but sometimes it can be too much and it ends up making them look haggard and, and older gaunt. Uh, and so Dr. Paul Jared Frank, who's a dermatologist in New York, coined the term ozempic face. Um, so he's the guy that co- coined it and he, he coined it to describe that side effect, noting that people typically in their forties or fifties who are concerned about the sagging, uh, that can occur as a result of the weight loss in their face. So he said, so, um, Jennifer was saying, uh, who the 41 year old that lost those 20 pounds. She said, I remember looking in the mirror and it was almost like I didn't recognize myself. Oh wait, I already said that. Sorry. <laughs> that was a, a double copied paragraph. Um, anyway, that, that doctor who said, who coined the term Ozempic face, he said, I see it every day in my office. He said, a 50 year old patient will come in and suddenly she's super skinny and needs filler, which she never needed before. I look at her and say, how long have you been on Ozempic? He's like, I'm right 100% of the time. It's the drug of choice these days for the 1%. And so what they're doing to restore volume in a patient's face is uh, doing different injections like Radice or um, the hyaluronic acid fillers, Sculptra, Juvederm, things like that, um, which also can make you look really weird if you do too much of that. I mean... You know, Brandy Glanville is a perfect example. If you see her face from season one of Beverly Hills Housewives to now, it's like, whoa, girl, like so much filler. Um, there's so many women that that's that have, you know, added way too much filler to their face. I I like filler. I I'm very conservative with filler. You know, I've gotten botched with filler before, as I've talked about on a prior bot, uh, podcast under my eyes. So less is more. I do it as, as corrective. Like right now I need a little bit more at my temples. I do want to go eventually and get that, um, that eye bright treatment from Dr. Kasabian because my under eyes are very tired looking. The teardrops are just really deep. It's something with Italian culture. Like my Nana had that too. She had really deep tear troughs. Um, and I want to get my jawline done too. Like those areas, just to sharpen it a little bit and prevent some of the sagging and just corrective to fill, I think are good. It is, I mean, I, Brandy Glanville did a ton in her cheekbones. That's really where a lot of people are getting overly filled. Like Gwen Stefani, if you look at her face recently, um, they were, you know, it was all over the news because she's, you can tell she's like petrified of aging and she 
I mean, I think her, I just talked about it at one point on a prior podcast, how good she looked. And then literally like that next weekend, she was all over the news for getting way, way, way too much filler in. I think it, I think it had just been freshly done and I think it just needed to settle a little bit. And I think she was probably still puffy from it, but I mean, I still think she looks great, but, uh, you know, she's, she's, you know, she's a woman who is aging on TV and she doesn't want a wrinkle or anything. And so she's, she's, she's going a little overboard. It's, it's going to be a little scary if she keeps doing this much as she continues to age, because there's, it's just a fine line. There are women that do it very tastefully and they, they look, they, they look, I think if you do it right, I think you always look about 10 to 15 years younger. Um, if you do it wrong, people, you look older, you know, and like, there's all this talk about how a lot of young girls are getting the buckle fat removed in order to look like younger, or I'm sorry, look older because they want like the, that high cheekbones and that like chiseled face. But then as they get older, they're like, oh shit, like now I'm looking really old, you know, I'm looking like 50 in my thirties because they don't have any fat left. So it's interesting. And, and a lot of these things are trends. Now I always thought her to buckle, buckle fat removal for people that had the under eye bags, but who knows? I mean, the good thing is that technology is advancing and, um, but anyway, the point of this, I, sorry, I just went off a tangent on anti-aging stuff. But the point of this is, I think what's my, my takeaway from this is that it's not necessarily that semaglutide specifically, it has some sort of um, detrimental effect on the face. I think it's just because it's causing rapid weight loss, women that are in their 40s or 50s that had that fat there before and suddenly are rapidly losing it. And are not, you know, doing it in a way like with diet and exercise and good fats and, and all of that. I think it's just, it's so quick that their face is just, it's the first to go and it becomes the thinnest quickly and start, it just makes them look older. So I, I now this brings me to Taylor Strecker wanting to get this done. Now she is actually, I was curious whether she was actually going to go through with it because she's been talking about it forever and apparently she is going to start it. So, so basically this, this whole, well, the conversation has been going on for, for quite a while, but about two weeks ago, Taylor did on the Taylor Strecker show, the Patreon show, she did a, uh, an episode with Dr. Wider and they started talking out, well, they first started talking about one thing I wanted to mention. They first started talking about Madonna and how, like, she, I mean, Madonna does have a very interesting look. Madonna's all about the trends. She does, like, the, the, the blonde, like, disappearing eyebrows that are popular on the runways. She's, I mean, she's obviously had an insane amount of work done. And, you know, everybody says, oh, she's just trying to stay relevant. She's just trying to stay relevant. Yeah, she's, I mean, she wants to work. Like, she, of course, I mean, she's, she's not dead. She's in her sixties and I think she's in her sixties and she's still fucking kicking ass. I don't know. I, I love Madonna and I say, you go girl. I say, reinvent yourself every decade. If you want to reinvent yourself anytime you want to, uh, I'm not someone cause the way that Taylor and Dr. Wider were talking about it, they were kind of like, Oh, put it away, give it up. Just, you know, sit down, just stop, stop trying so hard and it's like, why though? She's, she is still relevant. You know, she's not in her heyday, but she's still, she's an artist. She's an artiste and she wants to put out music. She wants, she's one that likes to keep up with the trends. Like, why not? I, I don't think I'll ever want to like fully retire. I know I feel my best when I'm producing something, when I'm working on something. I mean, that's kind of like the the hope for this podcast is it can continue and it's something I can do into my old age and um, keep talking about food and weight loss and fitness trends. And, you know, I'll always want to keep working out and staying in good shape and want a body that feels at its best. You know, I'm not going to be like, oh, I need to stay at this certain weight all my life. That's not what it's about. It's about living your life to the fullest and and living a life where you feel really good. And I think 
you know, how, how many nutrient dense foods you eat, all of that play in. So I totally disagreed with them in this first part of this episode because I'm like, no, leave Madonna alone. Let her do her fucking thing. She's, she's an icon. So then they went into how, so Dr. Wider started talking about how Selena went to the Golden Globes and was being targeted for gaining weight. Now, and, and Taylor read the, the headline. It was like, Selena shuts down body shamers. And really what she said was she basically kind of was self-deprecating. She was like, um, I'm a little big right now from the holidays, but we don't care. She brought her, her little sister to the Golden Globes and they both looked like they had enjoyed their holidays. Just like, you know, I do. It's like you're eating delicious food. You know, you're not trying to diet or, you know, or, or lose weight or anything like that. You're enjoying being around friends and family and indulging in all the deliciousness that is around the holidays. And, um, and of course people scrutinize celebrities and comment on any type of change they have in their bodies. Uh, and the reality is that happens in everyday life anyway. It's not just the celebrities, but the celebrities are extra scrutinized. And Taylor was just, you know, she's just like, I cannot imagine how Selena with her like hundreds of millions of followers deals with this. She's like, I know I don't deal with it well. I can't imagine being on that level. And Wider was like, yeah, it's a universal struggle for all women. And then Taylor said, mentioned that she talked with Margaret Josephs. Margaret Josephs is, is on the Real Housewives of New Jersey. Now, I don't usually watch Real Housewives of New Jersey. I am going to this year because now I'm like in love with Margaret Josephs from hearing her on this episode. Uh, but Taylor said, and this is why I went and listened to The Taste of Taylor after this. But um, she was saying that she had invited Margaret Josephs on. And that Margaret Josephs is very, very open about her use of not Ozempic, but a, but a semaglutide cocktail, if you will. She goes to a, like a concierge doctor who, you know, personalizes it to a person's body and it's meant for weight loss, but also overall health. Um, and so Margaret was just talking about how, you know, she was made fun of be for being too fat, but now she's getting attacked for for losing weight and, and getting a facelift. And, you know, and she's like, the I irony is it's coming mostly from women. And wider, Dr. Wider was like, yeah, Selena was also talked about getting attacked for being so skinny. And she's like, F it. She's like, uh, I guess in the past, Selena had, had come out in a news article where she was like, you know, screw this. I'm, I get attacked either way. So I'm just going to go eat all the delicious fried food on Jack in the Box and F you all, you know, and, and, um, and Kyle Richards denied. So then Taylor started talking about how Kyle Richards, who's on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, has been denying using Ozempic. She's like, I've never used Ozempic and it's also not plastic surgery. Now, Taylor had a problem with, with this because, because Taylor wants people to be open and, and Kyle has been very open about other surgeries she's had. So she's like, why is she, she's doing something that she's not being honest about. This is not just from, from regular diet and exercise. She's like, no effing way. And, and Wider's like, yeah, she's like, she's Kyle Richards is out there saying, I'm not taking Ozempic. And that's probably true because what she's using is just a different brand or a different cocktail of the semaglutide compound, which is Ozempic, but in a different either brand name or mixed with other ingredients where it's not exactly Ozempic. So she can say that truthfully, but she's not being completely truthful because she's got to be doing something. She's like, Wider's like, she looks younger than her daughters. She's like, she's got to be doing something. And so, so Taylor is going to be starting a weight loss program and she's going to be going on a version of the semaglutide ozempic mixture and she said it's not ozempic it's just it's again it's it's the it's the the compound and she, she's like i could say the same thing she's like i could say that i could say oh i'm not using ozempic but the reality is i am going to be using a version of it and i'm not going to lie about it i'm not going to be a hypocrite about it she's like the, the denial is offensive you know, Taylor thinks Kyle is a complete phony. I, I love Kyle Richards, but I do, I do wish she would be 
honest about, I mean, she's doing something. She's got to be. She's never, she's never been this thing. She literally, her, 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 she had a six pack in one of the, you don't just get a six pack from, unless you're literally like starving yourself and only eating protein and bodybuilding um, as a woman, especially. Right. And, and Kyle's had four children. So, um, yeah. And, and Wider commented on that next. She's like on the show, she's like, she's always talked about her struggles with weight and she's had four children. She's like, that always made her extremely relatable. And now she has the body of a 17 year old girl. And Taylor's like, I know she's like, she looks so good. She's like, I know it's not, it's not the right thing to say at this, at this time. She's like, but I am just obsessed with being skinny. She's like, I know that's not healthy. I know I'm fucked up in the head. She's like, I'm trying to find peace with it. But she's like, I think Kaya looks awesome. And, and Wider was just commenting. She's like her, her actual, the, the, the structure of her body's changed. Her, her body composition has changed. She's like, her hips have shrunk. She's like, there's no way that that's just diet and exercise. For your body composition to change, your frame is different. You know, do what you want. Dr. Wider's like, more power to anybody that wants to do it. But, you know, if you're if you're a public figure, it's best to be honest about it. Because because it's what it's going to do is it's going to make other women that are have four kids that don't have a body that looks like that, that aren't you know, working out and eating right, they're going to be like, what's wrong with me? Why isn't it working for me? Why is why my, why doesn't my body look like that? When, you know, Kyle probably does have some help. And so Taylor's like, I call bullshit. Um, wider, yeah, and Wider just made a comment on the fact that, yeah, Kyle Richards fans loved her and supported her for so long because she they found her extremely relatable you know they love the fact that she struggled with her weight and talked about it and you know was on this tv show and was this hollywood actress but didn't necessarily fit that you know skinny body norm that you find so often in hollywood um, but now they can't relate to her because she's now <laughs> looks like her 17 year old daughter and um and and isn't really sharing how she got there and exactly what she did to get there um and so taylor taylor just said that like a lot of people um you know some of her fans and her audience just don't want her talking about ozempic and her weight loss journey and you know what she's doing to lose weight i of course love it i'm like no, Taylor, don't stop talking about this. I'm like, I need to do a podcast episode on you. I'm like, I love it. It's, it's funny. It's, you know, different strokes for different folks. Some people just can't stand this weight loss talk. And I'm like, I can't get enough. Um, so, so yeah, so I, I do think in general, um, you know, self-esteem, it, it's, it's very important. And, you know, Losing weight doesn't cause good self-esteem. There's a lot of different things that, that cause good self-esteem. But, you know, for people that have struggled with their weight, it absolutely can give you more confidence. You know, it, it can it can give you that kind of new lease on life if, you know, it's not going to be the end-all be-all, right? Losing weight is not going to create happiness. But, um, but you can definitely, uh, you know, feel really good if, if you've, if you haven't been feeling good and, and you've put on weight. So anyway, um, wider and wider was like, look, she's like, people are being haters. People are, you know, tearing down other people that want to use this drug. And what people need to know is that this is a really helpful drug for a large population. You know, there are people that are obese. There's people that are overweight and at risk for diabetes. She's like, if this drug can help prevent that, if it can help you prevent cardiovascular disease and stroke, you know, she's like, it's a breakthrough in the medical world and people should not be so judgmental over what other people are doing. And, and Taylor was like, yeah, she's like, some people hate the weight loss talk. And, and she's like, but this is my journey. This is what I'm working on. This is, this is a show where I talk about my life and, you know, I'm on this journey of trying to be kinder to myself, set boundaries, you know, not let people walk all over them. Um, she's like, but I overreact when I, when I address some issues 
And she, you know, she just, she doesn't want the audience to attack her. She's like, it's fine for people to have an opinion. It's fine for people to express that they don't want to hear about weight loss or Ozempic anymore. She's like, but, but people don't have to be mean. They don't have to like try to hurt my feelings on purpose. And so, so the, the, apparently what she's talking about is somebody on her Patreon page made a comment, like an, a, there were a few negative comments. Now I went to her Patreon page and tried to find the comments that were made. Apparently there were three comments that were made that were really negative. I only saw like 75 messages of positivity and love. I made my comment. I'm like, don't stop talking about this. I'm like, I love it. Like, please, I want to hear about your journey. I want to hear about your struggles and your triumphs and all of it. What are you eating? How does Ozempic feel? How do you feel on it? I, I want the details and I want to share them here. Um, but so some of the comments were, this This is one of the comments. This episode was a turnoff. Ozempic is not a weight loss drug. People are having trouble getting it who need it. Um, and, and wider stopped her. She's like, more specifically, she's like the people, the, the people that are taking that actual brand are having trouble using it. But if people have 25 pounds or more to lose, it's not like they, they, they have to take Ozempic. There's so many other brands that they can use. Um, and, and so people should be not shaming or blaming other people when their doctor prescribes this to them for those that need it. Uh, and, and Taylor was like, yeah, she's like, I'm not getting Ozempic. She's like, I am getting a personalized cocktail of a semaglutide paired with other things that my body needs for optimum health. And, and then the, so she continued on with this negative comment. She's like, this, so, so the, the listener that commented continued and said, the obsession of being skinny is just too much. I don't even think Taylor has even tried to actually diet and exercise. Dr. Wider shouldn't even be entertaining this discussion as a doctor. Um, and then the other two comments, the other negative comments were, um, someone else agrees. She's like, yeah, she could have lost 20 pounds in the time that she's been talking about this stupid drug. Here's a tip. Eat less, move more, keep it tight by walking and avoiding dairy. I'm not naturally thin, by the way. So those were, those were, you know, some of the mean comments that she got. And I think, you know, people, people, I think that, that do work hard at, at dieting and exercise and work really hard to keep their weight down. I think some of, I think the, where these comments are coming from is they're bitter betties. They're like, I have to suffer <laughs> to, to keep my weight down. You should do, you shouldn't take this shortcut of Ozempic, but it's like, well, why not? She's actually, she has tried. I mean, Taylor is in that dieting cycle. She's in the binge restrict cycle. She does the last supper every Sunday, but then, you know, that doesn't work. She ends up drinking wine and continuing to eat through the week. So she, the, one of the reasons I love Taylor so much is, is I relate to her on how obsessed with food she is. I love the food descriptions. I love, um, so, I, but she wants to get rid of that obsession. I like my obsession with food. I think food brings joy. Um, I don't know. I, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to lose that craving. I understand if, if your, your world is completely consumed by thoughts of food and it's literally all you can think about. I do understand wanting to take that away. I mean, that's, that's the one small benefit sometimes to Adderall, although sometimes it's not a good side effect because sometimes I want a little bit of Adderall to stay awake and to drink more, but I'm going out to dinner and I want to enjoy my food. And it takes away that desire to really enjoy the flavors and, and, and savor every bite. So I don't know. I, I don't think I would want that. I mean, again, I can understand it though. If I had a lot of weight to lose, I was desperate to lose weight and I could not stop obsessing over food. That's where I, I, I would want to take it to help me get down there. Um, and, and Wider was like, Taylor isn't asking permission. She's like, I'm talking about an issue Taylor's facing. She's entertaining a solution that may be right for her. It's an en vogue topic. She, she's basically talking to these listeners and shaming them. She's like, you know, don't shame Taylor. She's like, this is a topic that's popular right now. It's in the zeitgeist. She's like, so, but she's like, you don't need to trust me. She's like, I'm not your doctor, 
But Dr. White is just coming to it from a standpoint of wanting to support Taylor and also knowing that some people absolutely benefit and need this drug and people shouldn't be shamed for it. And so, um, and she's just like, you know, Taylor enjoys eating and drinking just like most of us. She's like, you don't, there's no need to be unkind to people who truly would need and benefit from this. Oh, and, and then Taylor reads the third comment. So I guess that the one I read before was the second comment. Here's the third, third negative comment. So someone else said, oh my God, I can't take this show. First, first I need to lose weight before my wedding. Now I need to lose weight by the time I'm 40. Eat less, move more, use your Peloton and, and use your Peloton. She's just, she's jealous of everyone thinner than her. Wow. That is extremely rude. I mean, again, people do not need to be mean about it. Now, I've been one to say, I do think that Taylor, if she got on her Peloton, I think she would be inspired to want to eat better. I think she would, um, I think she would see positive changes in her body that would encourage her to want to be maybe more focused on her nutritional intake. But I also think that having listened to her for, God, I don't even know how long now, probably like 20 years, um, maybe 15 years, that, you know, she is truly obsessed with food. And, you know, I think she'll benefit. So I'm I'm super excited to hear her journey. And it was, it was, but it was so sad to hear her talk about these comments and how they were affecting her because she's just, she just started crying. She's like, this is so hurtful. She's like, this is not the way to come at me. And she started crying and it was, it was heartbreaking. Um, but that, that's, you know, that's, that's where people are at. You know, people have, you know, people that really struggle with their weight and are in their heads all the time and it affects their social life and it affects the, the way they interact and, and just their confidence and self-esteem on a regular basis. You know, that's that, those are the people that really, I think should, you know, be open or at least, um, you know, that this option is, is more, you know, suitable for people that have struggled to that extent is what I'm trying to say. So, um, wider was like her, her heart was breaking for Taylor during this. She's like, look, she's like, the fact that Taylor talks about these things and is vulnerable, um, you know, so many people like relate to that and struggle and they need to be aware of what they're putting into the universe and the words we use. It's, it's words truly are harmful or can be harmful. That's why I have this paywall. <laughs> um, so Taylor was like, other other people had a lot of supportive comments. She's like, some people commented that it actually helped them, that they were curious about this or, you know, that that Ozempic saved their lives. And she, she's like, she, so then she started being mean to herself and it was really sad to hear. So um, so she's really trying to make these positive changes this year. And, you know, she needs to find new ways of handling the abuse from all the negative people that want to hurl it and not let it affect her. Um, Wider shared, Dr. Wider shared a story of when she went out with a couple of ladies and one of them, she invited this one lady just to be, just to be kind because she didn't really have any friends. And the other lady that was with her was somebody that always had struggled with her weight. And, and so they were out and the lady that doesn't have any friends was like, God, she's like, it's crazy how many people like struggle with obesity these days. She's like, you know what that's like, right? She said it to the friend that's, that struggles with her weight. She's like, you, you know what it's like to be obese, isn't it? Isn't it hard these days? There's so much, there's so much obesity around us. And, and, you know, the other two ladies were just in shock that she had said this. And, you know, clearly has no clue the impact of her words or how inappropriate that was to say. And you got to imagine that she probably grew up with parents that did this and probably can't figure out why she doesn't have friends, but this is why, because she makes comments like that. And um, I remember I had a, a girlfriend where I can't remember the exact word I said. I think I said something like... Um, I didn't say love handles, but I said something and I, as I was saying it, I was, I was trying to greet her in a loving fashion. And I, 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 like I kind of squeezed around her, her hips and I, 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 I thought I was using a term of endearment 
And she immediately took it as if I was calling her fat and, and, and making fun of her love handles. And I was not, that was not my intent, but it came, it, I know that the way I said it made her feel that way. And I felt so bad because I absolutely was not commenting on her weight, but I know that the way my words came out affected her that way. So I think that sometimes it happens where you, you don't mean to offend people. And this is happening every single day now. Sometimes you, you mean to compliment someone and you offend them by accident. We're in a world now where people are looking to get offended, but then there's blatant assholes that don't really understand what they're saying or how it'll affect people. Um, you know, like my grandfather, when he was like, oh, you got to lose weight. Like he didn't know he was hurting my feelings. He didn't know how that would affect me in a negative way. It just, um, you know, he just, he was stating what he thought was a fact and, and his opinion. So, um, so anyway, so then I, I listened to a taste of Taylor because when she mentioned in her regular podcast that she had done a taste of Taylor with Margaret Josephs and they talked about this, I'm like, oh, I have got to listen. So Margaret Josephs, I didn't really know her. I, I knew of her and Taylor talks about her a lot. Um, and I know she's this beloved housewife on New Jersey, but I just, I don't know, for some reason I never really got into the New Jersey housewives, but, but anyway, uh, so she first got onto the episode and Margaret Josephs has a, you know, a very thick Jersey accent. Um, she had her, and she was on here to talk about her podcast, which is called, I think, Caviar Dreams on a Tuna Fish Budget or something like that. I'll, I'll look it up and tell you exactly, but, um, but anyway, her, 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 uh, business, her colleague, business partner, um, Lexi was also on this. Lexi has such an interesting, cute, like really interesting voice. I, it was almost like a, it was definitely, there was a Jersey accent in there, but it almost sounded like a, a an English accent and also a little bit Cindy Lauper. Um, go check it out if you want to hear it, but, uh, I loved her voice. Uh, anyway, so they, they got on and they started talking about, first they were talking about their business. I guess on their podcast, they talk about businesses and entrepreneurship. So I, I started following their podcast and I'm going to listen to it. I think it's it's probably going to be right up my alley, um, especially with this crazy entrepreneurial journey I've been on. Um, but she, especially cause she, she's really open how she had a big business. She lost everything. She went through lawsuits. She's like, we were doing $10 million at one point, but she's like, I lost everything. I went through this really stressful time. I had gained all this weight. I just wasn't taking good care of myself. Um, and, and, you know, they, and they talk a lot about the housewives. So there's a lot of housewives talk in this, in the beginning of this episode, one of the things that I, I really love about Margaret is she is extremely, extremely open about everything. Like she, she talked about how she cheated on her husband and, and, you know, ended up, you know, leaving him for the contractor that was doing work on her property. And, um, and she's had a facelift and she's, you know, she's, she's open about all the work she's had done. She's, she's really an open book. And, and I love that about people. Um, so so Taylor, so I listened to, it was really towards the end of the episode that they started talking about Ozempic and Taylor mentioned that she was going to go on it and she's like, now it's becoming popular. I want to do it. She's like, the backlash was crazy. She's like, I started having people talking about how I'm stealing it from diabetics and Margaret talked about, you know, being on the glucose peptide. She's like, I'm not on Ozempic. She's like, but I've lost 21 pounds since April. She's like, I, I had a facelift. I've been on hormone replacement. She's like, I'm 55 years old. And she's like, I go see Dr. Jamie Gamble. She's like, I, he does personalized medicine. He does my blood work. She's like, all of the, the you know, um, all of the products or, or the medicine that he, that he provides to me is all based on my own body, on my blood work. And so it's very, very personalized. And I do it. She was talking about how she does this peptide series. It's not covered by insurance. It's very expensive, but it's that concierge doctor type of world where people that have a certain amount of money can afford these. I mean, that's, that's how Michael Jackson died, right? The propofol. He was paying this concierge doctor that was you know, giving him these drugs illegally. Now, I'm not saying that this is illegal. I did think it was interesting when when Ozempic first came on the scene. I mean, this is like, 
I don't know, probably like six to eight months ago when I first started hearing about it, I heard there were all, there was this doctor that I followed, all the MDs that I followed were all blasting these concierge doctors and med spas that were offering these compounded versions of semaglutide. So a pharmaceutical like Ozempic, for example, is a brand name um, and they have a patent on it, right? So it's it's the semaglutide compound and it's an isolated chemical compound and, and they have that brand and and... And but what's happening in these med spas and these compound pharmacies and these at these concierge doctors is they're taking they're taking the semaglutide and they can't just have the semaglutide. They kind of I think they have to add stuff to it because in order for it not to be considered ozempic, they have to change it a little bit. This is this is what I think. I'm not positive on this, so don't quote me. But my understanding of ph- this pharmaceutical world, and I know this because of cannabis, like they can't patent cannabis. And, um, and that's why the pharmaceutical companies are so against, you know, medical cannabis, because it's, it's very healing to a lot of people, but you can't like, you can't own it. You can't patent it and make billions of dollars on it. So, so all these MDs started blasting these, these med spas and concierge doctors and saying it was unsafe and all like these different mixtures. There's no, been no peer reviewed research on it. And and the reality is, I'm sh- I'm sure there are some unsafe, like especially med spas. If there's no you know physician supervision, um, or nurse practitioner supervision or whatever, you know obviously there's going to be people that do it in an unsafe way. But if it but if it is a doctor, if it's like a concierge doctor that's that's doing it and mixing these different compounds together to make a personalized medicine for somebody based on their blood work. Um, you, I would imagine that that is safe and that the pharmaceutical companies just don't want other organizations and physicians uh, monetizing off of it because it's not actually Ozempic. That's how they make their money off that brand name and the patent they have. So I thought it was just interesting that all these doctors specifically were blasting it, whereas these other concierge doctors are doing it. So anyway, I, I think it's just all about the money. Um but that's exactly what Taylor's doing. She's going to one of these concierge doctors to do it. And so um, so Taylor brought up like Chloe Kardashian and she's like, you know, Chloe came out being like, I'm not taking Ozempic. How dare you? Like vehemently denying it. And she's like, why? Why is she treating it like it's this bad word? Like, why are these celebrities so scared of saying that they're getting a little help with it? Like, They'll be open about their plastic surgery. Like Chloe came out and talked about her nose job and talked about, you know, they'll they'll be open about some of their 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 work that they've had done, but they won't talk about maybe they're doing this semaglutide or or seeing a concierge doctor for a, a cocktail of semaglutide peptides or whatever. Um, and and I I agree. I think there's certain things that like like Kylie when she first got her lips done. She was not open about it. You know, she kind of like played around it as if the lip kit was responsible for these big, luscious, plump lips that she had all of a sudden. And finally, she was honest with about it. But it's like, girl, like, we know that's not a lip gloss. Like, you got filler in your lips. Like, hello. Um, so I, I also hate that. Like, I love people that are honest. Like, I want to know what Meredith Marks does. Meredith Marks is on the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. She looks 20. She's like probably close to 50. I'm like, girl, what is your secret? What are you doing? I mean, I know she's doing a ton of Botox. Very, very tasteful filler. If you want to see tasteful filler, go look at Meredith Marks. I guarantee she's had like a lower facelift, maybe a neck lift. Um, whatever she's doing, she's, she looks phenomenal. Anyway, um, so, so yeah, so Margaret's like, yeah, she's like, I changed my body type. She's like, I'm like a thin middle-aged woman now. She's like, I, she's like, I got great health insurance. She's like, now I prefer to be at this weight, but she's like, my husband prefers a little more to grab onto. So he's, he's complaining that I've lost so much weight. She's like, but I feel healthier. She's like, I just, I just prefer being at this size and, and I just feel better. 
She's like, I used to obsess about food. She's like, people would make fun of me. She's like, at one meal, I was always planning the next meal. She's like, now I eat what I want. She's like, I usually don't finish it. She's like, I've been doing this for 10 months. I'm glowing. She's like, this has been life-changing for me. I can't believe how much better I feel. And she's like, if this makes me feel this good, she's like, I want to be honest about it so that if other people want to feel this good and they think it's right for them, they can make that choice. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it's important for people that are in the public eye to be honest. And, and that's, and, and Taylor agreed. She's like, yeah, she's like, I, now I, I had the thought that I wonder why Rob Kardashian isn't doing this. Like Rob Kardashian, I mean, he famously is like the, the, you know, the, the Kardashian sibling that, really hasn't excelled in life and isn't doing a lot and, you know, tried to do that sock company that failed. And, you know, and he, he kind of like gained a bunch of weight and kind of like hid from the public eye. But I'm like, imagine how many sponsorships he would have if he did something like this and lost a bunch of weight and got like a six pack. Anyway, just, just a, just a thought that imagine, imagine that. Um, and so, so then She's like, you know, some people are doing Ozempic. Mar- Margaret was t- talking about how some people are doing Ozempic. Some people are doing Manjaro. She's like, I'm using the peptides. Uh, she's like, it's it's something I want to do for my joints. You know, she's like, I got her my husband Joe on it. She's like, he's down 10 pounds. She's like, my blood work is great. It's like, I just want to live a really healthy life and feel good and, and have longevity. Um, and she's like, I read it in Town and Country. You know, there was a a big article about it. That's how I originally first found out about it. And I talked to my doctor about it. And Taylor's like, yeah, she's like, it's time to change the narrative. If this is a helpful tool for people, why the hell not? And Margaret's like, yeah, she's like, I get attacked regardless of what I do. So I'm just going to do what makes me happy. She's like, I used to be fat. I got attacked for that. Now I'm too skinny. Got attacked for that. She's like, you can't please everybody. So, um... And then they just, you know, kind of ended the show talking about a few other things, but, uh, but really, really good, good episodes. I'm now going to definitely watch The Real Housewives of New Jersey. Um, if you go and look at Margaret, like she, it, it is amazing how much like weight loss really can, you know, make you look younger. It's funny because it can, it can both make you look younger in certain ways, but if you lose too much in your face, it can give you that aged appearance. So it's a, it really is a fine balance of, you know, finding, you know, but again, it's, it really should, shouldn't just be about the way that you look. It should be about the way that you feel. Um, and, and I, I do agree with, what Dr. Wider was saying, because, you know, when I think back to like the Kim, like Kim Shapira, the, the registered dietitian that was on my, my episode of, of, you know, the interview that I did with her, she was just talking about how just a couple pounds can, can make the difference in someone's blood pressure, can make the difference in, um, you know, a lot like their blood sugar and, and being a diabetic, being pre-diabetic and being, you know, being not diabetic. She's like, just a couple pounds can, can make that difference. And so, so she's, so she's supportive of it. She's, you know, if people, if this helps people and it prevents diabetes and it can prevent some of these cardiovascular issues that we know do tend to happen when people, people gain weight. And again, this is not to say that people in larger bodies have high blood pressure and have cardiovascular problems and are at risk for stroke, right? There are people that are just genetically going to be in a larger body size, but they are in good health. Uh, it sounded like at that time that Margaret chose to do this, she wasn't in good health. She had been through a lot of stress. Her heart rate was probably up. She was 20 pounds heavier than she is now. Um, now, she is very thin. Um, you know, her and, and she, you know, when you look at her face now, it's so, so, so thin. So I think she would have had that Ozempic face if she hadn't had her facelift. So... So she had a facelift. So who knows? But um, I, it'll be interesting what Taylor looks like because she talks about all her. She talks about how um, a lot of people think she's younger than she is because she has a chubby face, and and you know, and she does Botox too, and Botox obviously helps you to to stay younger looking. But if Taylor rapidly loses weight, 
she will she will have loose skin probably around like her neck and her jawline area and all that all that stuff now her dad is a doctor and does injections and does um you know starting to do a filler so she'll probably just get that for free and tighten it right up so lucky her lucky her she is spending a lot of money to go to this concierge doctor so as much as she got like three negative comments on her social on her patreon page for talking about this i hope we hear every single detail about her journey i'm so 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 excited to hear about it excited to hear if she's losing weight how much she's losing and how she feels so I'll probably do a future episode on this, uh, and I will have more extra juicy episodes here on Craving More. Um, I will try to make them longer episodes for all of you that um, like the longer episodes. And if there's anything you want to hear about, if there's anything I've mentioned in the past that you that I you know haven't been super open about because it was the public forum, and you want me to talk about it just shoot me a dm uh at the diet obsessed podcast please follow me at the diet obsessed podcast i would love for you to leave me a review i know some of you already have so thank you so much for those that have taken time to go leave some stars leave a comment Um, i really appreciate it and again thank you all for subscribing it's so nice to have this intimate setting to just say whatever the hell i want uh so next week will be uh the the free public episode And then I will get back to another craving more episode. And I am really trying to put extra thought and effort into, you know, what I want to talk about. The Ozempic episodes have always been my most popular. So I thought this aging face (laughs) topic was was extra juicy. And so I, I, you know, I wanted to put it here and, and also share about my side hustle, which I haven't been open about. So, so lots of good stuff to come. So until we meet again... I hope all of you have a very balanced week.